1: Here's some tips for maintaining your Trex deck. Um, Occasionally wash it with some soapy water or a pressure cleaner. Trex composite decking is low maintenance and won't fade, splinter or warp. Trex, the world's number one decking brand.
0: And uh, a really cool subject uh, I want to talk about now. Uh, It's the countdown is on to the New Zealand Special Olympics uh, and uh, we are just under 200 days out from the pinnacle sports event for people with intellectual disabilities. 1,500 athletes and coaches will descend on Hamilton in December to compete across 10 different sporting discipline, it's been a long wait for those involved with the Games. Uh, like everyone around the world, uh, they've had COVID issues and so they've had postponements. But the CEO of the Special Olympics New Zealand, Carolyn Young, is uh, with us this morning. She expects these Games to be spectacular. Uh, Carolyn, uh, thank you so much uh, for giving us uh, some of your valuable time. Uh, can you first of all tell us uh, just a little bit about the structure of the Special Olympics setup up in terms of the administrative side of it?
1: Kia ora Ian and thanks for your time here. Look we're super excited about the National Summer Games and um, if we think a little bit about the structure we are called Special Olympics but we're not part of the Olympic movement but we do have a four-year cycle so we um, run through four tiers of um, structure so we have like a tier one to tier four events and a You start off initially with a local event. uh, Athletes would go to a local event in their region. They'd go to the event during the day and they'd come back just like you might go to a netball event or a cricket event or a rugby event. Um, And then uh, the next, and that qualifies you to be able to go to a Tier 2 event, which is an overnight or regional event. So you'd travel to somewhere, um, compete, stay overnight, have dinner with the other teams and compete the next day. And that's about preparing you to go to a Tier 3 event, which is our National Summer Games. And as you say, they're from the 8th to the 12th of December, so five days um, and then if you, you know, uh, from the National Summer Games, the Tier 4 event is going to the World Games. So the World Games will have seven to 10,000 athletes competing at a, on a world event every four years. Um, so that's kind of part of what the structure looks like to, to qualify through. Uh, and it's all about providing opportunities to people that otherwise wouldn't have those opportunities. I was um, mm. probably, like yourself, fortunate enough to be able to participate in a lot of sport. When I was younger and I could do a whole range of things from running to netball to gymnastics, to tennis to everything. and if you don't have the skills or haven't got other people of your level that you can compete with, then you, get, you don't you get to miss out, you don't get to be included. and so at Special Olympics we include everyone. So the big thing about Special Olympics is having inclusion and being able to be part of something that, where you can make friends and connect with other people. You can travel for the first time um, and just enjoy that comrade, uh, the comradeship that you get when you are part of sport that um, I know yourself has, have enjoyed for many, many years.
0: Carolyn, in a previous life I worked uh, for an institution which uh, was quite heavily involved, this is quite some time ago, with um, the the Special Olympics and I was able to go to one or two events and one of the things I got from it was the joy, uh, the joy of the participants.
1: Yeah, it's certainly something when I was was going to come along and talk to you, I was going to talk a little bit about the joy. You cannot go to a Special Olympics event if it's two teams playing against each other or 20 teams playing against each other. You cannot go to a Special Olympics event without having a smile on your face. The fun and the sportsmanship—you just get completely blown away by it. I'll, I'll give you an example from the 2017 National Summer Games. Um, there was a, uh, you know, swimming's one of our events, and and um, in a swimming pool, often you'll know, in a, in a big pool, the the floor of the pool dips away at different times. And they, the nationals were in Wellington, and we had the um, swimming event at the Kilburnie Aquatic Centre, and um, the the floor of the pool, you know, the depth of the pool is at a certain depth for a, a bunch of the way and then it drops down it drops away. And there was, a, there was an event on and the, the, all the swimmers were swimming and then one of the athletes that was coming first got a bit spooked by the change in, in the level of the depth so obviously they could see the bottom of the pool quite close to them and then all of a sudden it was a long way away and they stopped. And then the person in the lane either side of them stopped too. And then the people in the lanes either side of them, they stopped. And said, so all the athletes stopped. And they went to the person that you know that was the first person that said, are you okay? And all the people on the sidelines are screaming, keep swimming, keep swimming, come on, <laughs> keep going. And in the meantime, the athletes um, are like, are you okay? We can do this together. We'll be good. Come on, then, shall we do it? Um, yes, and back off they go. And it was just so beautiful just to know that they it wasn't about coming first and it wasn't about coming last, it was about having an opportunity to participate with your mate and just making sure that they were okay and it's that unique thing that, that generosity of spirit that you sometimes lose at high performance sports that is the you know uh just such great sportsmanship and there's so many stories like that that you would know having if you've gone to a few events that you come away and you're just invigorated and inspired and energized by what you've seen and you're just like gee i wish i could be a better person sometimes you know
0: never a more nap, uh, more aptly named um Competition actually than the Special Olympics for that very reason that you've just outlined. Now, look at the weekend, of course, uh, 200 days out, which is a bit of a milestone. Uh, you had uh, yep. what a special event in Hamilton?
1: We did. As you said at the outset, you know, it was devastating when we had to postpone the Games and everybody, you know, mainstream or Special Olympics, everyone's been a little bit down on, on COVID and, and a lot of our athletes, they, um, they, a lot of them live in residential care. So they're with a care provider, they are looked after and a lot of it, for the last two years, they've been kind of locked at home. They haven't been able to go out and participate in events The the care providers have been uh, worried that they would catch COVID and that people would get sick and all those things. And so there's a lot of fear that's run through the community and a lot of uncertainty about being able to go ahead. And they've really felt isolated and not being able to connect with their mates. So a big purpose of the kind of doing a 200 days to go was one, to remind everyone it's on, we're going to get there, you know, get back on your training, let's get back out to events and reinvigorate people and get them confident about what's happening. Um, And also to inspire us as well. You know, I mean, as administrators, you know, we've got a lot of work to do to pull the games together and we want to make sure, that we can provide the most amazing experience for our athletes and um, you know, just a, a milestone to mark for the city and Hamilton that you know, we're coming into town we need 600 volunteers, it'd be great if you could get in touch with us and see how you might be able to support during that period of time that we're in the city so um, and hopefully we had we had a great time um, on, on the weekend, it was just really good fun and everyone's really looking forward to getting back into it and just that little reminder that yes we're back on track, we're feeling like uh, touch wood, COVID's behind us to a certain degree And um, can't wait to, to see everybody in person in Hamilton uh, later in the year
0: Okay, before we go any further um, Give us a, a, a contact point or a website or something Where volunteers um, who might like to commit themselves Even this far out uh, to helping you out Have you got some, some point of contact there?
1: Yeah, we've got two sites. So they could go to the .nz site and from there they can connect through to the National Summer Games site. It's probably the easiest way to do it. There's just a button to push for National Summer Games and you'll get onto that website and you can put an inquiry there for about registering for volunteers. So that would be super amazing.
0: Okay, well, uh, let's hope that you get uh, the amount that you wanted. Now, uh, this I, I would imagine um, it's not heavily funded by too many institutions so who who's behind currently these days, uh, I hear you laughing in the background, uh, 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 who's behind the Special Olympics, who, who are the people that are responsible for helping you?
1: Yeah, look, funding is a, a real challenge for us. And for the Games, we've been really fortunate that the Freemasons have come on board to help partner with us to provide an opportunity to the wider, um, the wider community. So we're really, really thankful for that. And we um, have been with, you know, Grassroots uh, Funders and Lions Foundation are also looking at, at funding the Games. But we certainly have uh, a whole bunch of money we're still yet to find and looking for more support to come through. You know, we are a grassroots community-based community based Organisation, so it is you know pretty much grass fund, grassroots funding. Um, you know, and you're just on that treadmill all the time, looking for more funding because it is a really tough road to hoe. Because we we offer the opportunity to engage in a really amazing experience, and it's not really about having a name on a uniform or you know TV viewing or something like that. It's about actually feet on the ground and getting involved and actually you embracing the experience and being a better
0: person out the back of that. Okay, let's uh, look at the event itself. Uh, You're expecting, what, 1500 athletes and coaches, so that's uh, a lot of people coming into the Tron as they call it these days. Um, (laughs) uh, So what what disciplines, uh, what sports are we um, likely to see?
1: So, we've got 10 sports. So, um, a lot of traditional sports like athletics, basketball, um, equestrian football, golf. Uh, We've got 10 pin bowling, bocce, indoor bowls, powerlifting, and swimming.
0: Okay. So, uh, and and the other thing for me is the age range of competitors.
1: Yeah, look, everyone, any age. So basically, you know, generally in a club event, anything from eight to 80. So um, how how we work is that in Special Olympics we division our athletes so that we want everybody to have an opportunity to to compete on a level playing field. So if you're in a 100 meter race, we we division the athletes so that everybody that has the same time competes against each other, so that everybody has a chance of success and there's no one that's a, a long way in front and no one a long way behind, so everyone's together. So if you are older or younger or less able or more able, you're still going to be divisioned into an area where you, you'll you get success and you'll be able to get an opportunity to be on a, on a dice and receive a medal because we, um, we provide medals to everyone. Uh,
0: Hamilton City Council involved as well?
1: Yeah, so Hamilton City Council have been great. They put a really good bid into um, for the games and they're supporting us through uh, with some of the venues and, and uh, the logistics around it. So it's, you know, going to the Tron will be pretty cool. We've got um, the... Uh, Glowbox Arena, which used to be the old Claudelands, is uh, kind of a hub. That's where we're going to have our health screening, our athletes' village. We've got botching and devol- bowls there. We'll have the opening and closing ceremonies. So a, a, and that's the sort of centre point of where the transport will come into and go out of. So from a logistics point of view, we do all the grounded... Um, practicality. So as soon as people land in Auckland or Hamilton, we pick them up, we house them, we feed them, we transport them, we do everything from there, just to take some of the load of the the club coaches because it's a lot of work. Um, you know, when you're coming away to an event like this.
0: Uh, Carolyn, just around the country, uh, how many cities, how many towns, etc., would have Special Olympic branch? or call them branches or offices as such um, that people yeah. can just get get hold of.
1: So, um, as a national office, we have 20 staff that are sort of that cover all of our, We've got 42 clubs around the country, so they from Bay of Islands down to Invercargill. So there's someone in virtually every area of the country, and we've got some staff that work in in all of the schools and work alongside our clubs to provide opportunities. And we're just rolling out uh, just the very early stages of rolling out a young athletes program for children between two and 10. So that early intervention phase of developing the ability to hop and jump and catch and throw and skip and all of those little basic movements that most children would take for granted are things that we need to teach our children and help them reach those milestones at every step along the way through their their lifetime. And, And that early intervention is going to set them up for great success later on. And developing motor skills through sport improves their cognitive ability in order to learn other things in other parts of their life. So it's not just about the opportunity to, you know, play athletics so run, you know, run in athletics or swim or or um play basketball it's actually what that does in terms of um not just provide them friends and having fun and engagement all of those things but it's actually improves their cognitive ability to be able to do other things better in other parts of their life which gives them independence uh, which things that we might take for granted
0: mm, that's the thing taking things for granted we, we tend to do that way too often uh these days the other thing of course uh, caroline of course as you mentioned uh, and I touch wood as I say this uh, The COVID situation in this country is allowing you To finally get round and, and have this event But that also mm-hmm. means of course uh, Worldwide um, Special Olympic events will be happening again As well so and the next one I believe On the calendar is the World Games In Berlin in 2023 So um, h- will we have A contingent there how do you go about Selecting that, that kind of group Yeah we do we're super
1: excited We, have, we get a quota so um International allocate out a quota to us. So we've got a quota of athletes and coaches. Um, we've selected Rowena Massey as our head of delegations for the team going away. Uh, they'll be away for us three weeks or so when they go to Berlin. Um, and we're in the process now of because the games have been delayed, we're having to start looking at selection processes now for coaches and athletes. So a slightly different way in which we've done it before because of COVID, but we're kind of trying to be um, you know be able to pivot and be adaptable um, to to mark with the times and just work our way through all these things. So yeah, it's pretty exciting. We've got uh, not all sports, but most sports are covered in our quota, I think. Uh, We've got athletics and basketball, we've got temp and bowling, we've got equestrian, we've got um, football, golf, swimming and powerlifting that are going to go away to the World Games so they're really amazing and they're life changing experiences you know if you can get a group of people together you would know the person if you're in a team and you go away for a period of time how much you can connect and grow and a lot of these people they they won't have travelled overseas before they get to see sites and meet people from all around the world that they've never had those opportunities before so it's a pretty, um, it's a pretty amazing opportunity and, and you know the Games are, are sort of you know, like our games on steroids, you know, they're, um, they're the, usually usually in that year they're the largest um, uh, a, a sort of humanitarian event in the world. Normally it's sort of, certainly in 2019 that was the case and we'd expect that to be the case in 2023 as well.
0: Carolyn, it's been an absolute pleasure talking to you and uh, being more enlightened upon... Uh, your organisation and uh, the events that you've got coming up. Uh, as I said, uh, it's the joy, uh, I'll never forget the joy on the faces I've seen, and uh, congratulations on what you're doing and providing so much of that for so many people, and good luck, very best of luck with your preparations, and those. Uh, and I hope that we can, before December, catch up with you again for another update.
1: Yeah, absolutely, it'd be fantastic, and we'd love to have you come along to the, the Games as well, so um, thanks very much for your time, and, and nz, if you want to join um
0: Yep, that we'll do that, uh, and we'll continue to advertise that as well. Carolyn, thank you very much. I uh, hope the rest of your day goes well. You too. Stuff for your face and body—it's men's skincare with a purpose. Top quality Aussie-made grooming and skincare to help guys look and feel great with no hassles. Plus, Stuff is helping mental health too. Find Stuff at Woolworths or visit websiteofstuff.com.